How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I'm your host, Chris Farmstead. With me is my man, LeVar. What up? Here for another good week of basketball content. You know, we're keeping growing, going strong, everything yeah. like that. Um, first thing on the docket, uh, and it was yesterday, kind of give our prayers, uh, is the anniversary of the horrible crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven others, including... Yeah. The Altabelli family and the Chester family, both mm-hmm. those girls, including Gianna, were on the same Mamba squad that Kobe was the coach for. Right. You just kind of imagine, you know, a lot of what ifs in that situation. I mean, a whole lot of what ifs, because uh, those girls were nice. All that whole team His was... daughter, everybody, yeah. That whole team was probably going to be D1 offers and everywhere. It's just crazy. Uh, it, it still, to this day, it still stings. Because it's just what could have been. Kobe. Plus Kobe. Kobe you know just didn't have yeah. enough for retirement. He could have been more. <laughs> he was still able to play. And that's the bad part. He was he probably, you know, could have played in Big Three or something like that. Or, you know. Or just a role. I mean, he wouldn't have accepted a role player. No. I, I think it was just no, his time. Kobe, I think he would have I think it was his time. Came back. Yeah, but it was, I think it was his time. Yeah. You just kinda wish that it could have progressed to more opportunities and more to kind of retire yeah he could have done he could do a lot of endorsement deals done a lot of you know be there for his kids it was just so much so much that you know kobe kobe was doing and need to get a chance to you know yeah fulfill it but you know it's been three years since rip man it's just crazy and then moving along we have the mcdonald's all americans games rosters came out uh we're just gonna go over the boys because that's go over the boys roster uh this is for the east um nobody from virginia in the east mm-hmm. you got about like new jersey you got about like three kids out of new jersey you got a couple out of florida from montverde academy um a lot of big names like when you look at these like the, the, the thing is you're not gonna i don't know if you're really gonna see too many coming out of virginia right now you're not just and most of it's gonna be from you know Florida, Indiana, Indiana, especially New York, New Jersey, kind of up there, and kind of you got two from Monteverde, Sean Stewart and Kwame Evans. I've heard both, Kwame Evans, both uh, top guys, yeah. especially coming out of the East yep. for that roster. And then you look at the West, Bronny James kind of leads the names out of Sierra Canyon. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy seeing the name. You know what I'm saying? Saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be You also got Andre Stoyakovic made the list as well. I'm wondering if he's related oh, to Peja Stoyakovic. Yeah, yeah. So, he's tall as Peja Stoyakovic was a... I don't think people understand how good Peja Stoyakovic was a player for that Kings For squad. a good minute, he, he was, was the, the Kings. He was the shooter. He was the Kings he was and the he scorer. was the scorer. Yeah, he was averaging like... 23 a game almost. Yeah. I mean, for a good long strand. Of, a good, you know, decent years. Yeah, so... And this I was think, tough competition at that time. Yeah. So, so, and his son shoots just like, like his him, daddy. Just like him. Ain't, no, ain't too much different. So, kind of, it'll be interesting to see moving forward. Let's go West. I think the West kind of... <laughs> you want to see Bronny kind of lead up in there. I do, though. And everything like that. The, the, the funny part is, I'm actually rooting for Bronny. You know, like, I'm rooting for him to actually... Be what his dad is in the NBA. I really want think, him to be that. I mean, is he going to be a one and done? Do you think he's going to be a one and done, or is he going to go at least two years? No, he had the reason why. The reason why I say that he's not going to be. Well, actually, you know what though? I think he will be a one and done. I think 
I think he will. He'll probably be a one and done. I was hoping for two it years. It depends on his first year. He'll be a top ten. He will, no matter what. He'll be a top ten pick just in the name. Now, Bryce is coming up along with him. And Bryce... Bryce is about to be there. Bryce James is looking pretty good. Well, Bryce is 6'6 six, six right now. Yeah. So and he's a few years younger. He's younger than him, right. Yeah. So I think Bryce is about to be about 6'10". And if not more dominant than Bronny is. But Bronny has... I'm going to be honest. Bronny has more of a go-get-it type of right. play. You know, he doesn't... Bryce plays it within the system. You know what I'm saying? He's more finesse. Bronny is more blue-collar grunt. Absolutely. And he'll run through you quick. <laughs> and what's also interesting um, for what the McDonald's games offers, you kind of see um, kind of what the All-Star game does. They do like the dunk contest and everything like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. For both the boys, sometimes the girls, depending on if they can dunk. They can dunk, And yeah. they can dunk, right? At, what, I don't Nowadays, think a lot of people understand. These girls can hoop. Yeah. Like, these girls can get up there with the boys. Nowadays, these girls are dunking. It's, it's crazy. Cause They're working hard to get up they there. Really they really can are. dunk. <laughs> well, I think we got to give people credit for where they deserve yeah. and everything like that. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. I know that was quick, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with Washington Huskies alumni oh, yeah. and overseas basketball pro Noah Dickerson, so stay mm-hmm. tuned. Welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast series, guys, and today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest. We have Washington Huskies alumni and current member of Star Wings Basel in Switzerland, is that correct? Yeah, we have Basel. Dickerson. Basel. Basel. In Switzerland, we have Mr. Noah Dickerson. Noah, it's great to have you on the show. Man, thank you for having me, man. Thank you. So, what's it like right now? Kind of, you've had, you've been in the overseas career for the last, I believe it's four to five years. You've been overseas. Yep, yeah, four years. You started in Israel with Maccabi mm-hmm. Ashdod, and then as well as, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get these names wrong with Bowie Herzbaya Basket. Yeah, Harsalia. Yeah, uh huh. And then. After your time in Israel, you went to England with. I went to I went to Germany for I went to Germany Germany uh, Germany uh, a team called Bochum in Bochum, okay. and then I played and then that was two years ago and then last year I played in England. Last year you played in England and then right now you are in Switzerland. Yep. So, mm-hmm. how what's been like your experience as far as? learning different cultures and kind of understanding the language of everything. I know language barriers got to be tough, but working with a lot of different, you know, kinds of people and learning a lot of different types of cultures within the country. Yeah. So, uh, so for me, like I was kind of like raised, raised on it because uh, my mom, she was a businesswoman. She worked on wall street. And so she traveled a lot. She traveled everywhere. I heard like she traveled, she's been everywhere. And so one of the things that she, that she, um, told us growing up was like we have to get out the states because that's that's the best way to learn and to learn about other other people and other things and so she kind of prepared me for being able not like to be able to live in a place where maybe not many people speak english or you you might have to get used to the food and you uh and stuff like that so i've been pretty it's been pretty easy for me to um Probably, I'd say, like, my first year when I was in Israel, when I tell you the food was amazing. Oh, yeah. my. Oh, man. The food was great, fantastic. 
and for the most part, everybody under the age of forty spoke English. So oh. like, the yeah, so the language barrier really wasn't that bad. Just sometimes shopkeepers and stuff like that, but not, uh, nothing, nothing crazy. But uh, and then when I went to Germany and England, um, so Germany wasn't really that much of a shock at all. I barely felt like I was in Europe just because I went during the COVID year. And so Germany was really locked down. So I really didn't do anything. I really just gym, supermarket, home, basically. And and so that really wasn't about that bad. But like the food, the food wasn't the same. And then when I went to England, uh, you know, England, England is the closest thing you're going to get to America. Like the closest thing. Um, the Probably the, the hardest thing about England was learning to drive on the left hand side of the road. But. Other than that, it was, you know, I haven't really had the biggest culture shock or anything yet. But, like, the food in England was really bad. The food here is is okay. I, you know, I, I, I talk about food a lot just because, like, food for me is the biggest indicator of a culture. And and so uh, when I go when I go to these other countries and other places, I always make sure to eat as much as, of their food as possible. Because one, I'm not gonna get it back if I don't come back to the country. I won't get it like that again, and it helps me understand the uh, the people better. And so, one of the things I've noticed, like playing a couple years in Europe, is is people like like people like a lot of bland stuff on their food, like uh like like they like their chicken bland. They like they don't really use anything. They that's how they like it. It's bland. And uh, I mean, I can't get with that, but <laughs> yeah. Because there's all because I mean, that's kind of cool that early on you got the opportunity to learn about different cultures and kind of experience, you know, other countries and kind of how they live and everything like that at a young age. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. No, for sure. That was like, that was like a, uh, that was like a pinnacle for my mom for us to make sure that we get out and, and do stuff like that. Like, I've probably, I've learned so much about the world just from being able to live in in it in other places and even uh even one of the the the, the cool things is um it helps you uh being out here your news feed and stuff like that like on twitter and stuff is is uh europeans or or asians or another cultures talking about the united states so it, it gives you a different perspective of how of how the world views us and stuff like that. So it is. I mean, it's it's interesting. Absolutely. And then, kind of growing up here, you're actually from Atlanta, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of every, growing up here, like that. And you played. Uh, and I did see you. You went to Montverde Academy in Florida, but before that, you were at Lavette School and North Atlanta High School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that, what's kind of the basketball? I know Atlanta's a big sports state. You know, you got football with the Falcons, and then you know, big football kind of country. But how was basketball kind of able to still kind of stay at top in Atlanta? Man, so actually, but growing up, man, football was my first sport. Like I was. Even like when I was younger, that's why even in college I was always I was a bigger set guy just because um like I I, I love football and I, I I didn't lose the weight until I went pro, but yeah. uh, I was always a lot I was you know football was my first sport until I was in ninth until I was in ninth grade I made varsity at the Lovett School, and um and then when I transferred to North Atlanta the year after um the team hadn't won a game in years, 
And so I'm like, well, I'm about to, I'm about to play this, you know. And then my, my I had just made the top 100 in basketball, so my mom, my mom was like, why, why do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, you're right, I don't need to. And so I, I just quit after that. But, uh, but I, man, I loved it, man. I loved it. Actually, um, I got to play with a guy. Uh, he, he, right now he's on the, um, he's on the Rams. He won, he was on the Rams when they won the ring. But he plays cornerback. But he, he went to Penn State, named Grant Haley. But, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, football, football for sure runs it down south. But I actually, I, I was actually lucky because uh, one of my one of my good friends from that school, from the Lovett School, his dad was the um, uh, he was at the time, he uh, his dad was the majority owner of the Hawks. So I was I was able to go to all the Hawks games and sit up close and meet all the players and stuff like that. So that was always you know that's always cool. Funny story, when I was in seventh grade, I had a uh, I had went to a Hawks practice and I had met all the players. Like this is, uh, I met Jamal Crawford and yada, yada, yada. And then, so fast forward to my senior year, uh, going to my senior year in, uh, in um, high, um, yeah, high school, uh, I took a trip out to Seattle for a camp and I saw, I met Jamal again and I told him the story and he, um, and so he was like, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. yeah that type of thing. And then so, you know, I, I'm like, I just took that as a, yeah, okay, whatever type of, like, you know, he doesn't really remember it, but he goes, uh, somebody asked him after, like, hey, do you really remember him? Like, yes. And it's just because I walked in with the owner. That's the only reason why. And so, uh, it's a funny story, but that's, that's really how basketball really shined through. I was able to be around some great players, some great minds. And, um, you know, it's how the cookie crumbles. And, and like you had, you had talked about while, you know, kind of, making growing up and then also building up your uh your game for basketball like you said you had cracked the top 100 i can't even imagine that feeling is being one of the top 100 basketball players in the country and then and from what i see you when playing at monverde you won the dick sporting goods national titles in 2014 and 15 and then by the by your senior year, you were ranked number fifty two overall on the ESPN one hundred, number ninth among power forwards, and number four in Florida. What was that kind of feeling coming out of uh, high school, and what were kind of the decisions that you were kind of fielding from schools across the country? Yeah, so I, uh, so actually, that's not even where I, I actually dropped off because as a sophomore, I was twenty nine. Like after my sophomore year, I was actually 29th. Yeah, I got hurt my senior year. That's what. That's really what happened. I missed my whole senior year, except for the like Dick's tournament. So that's yeah. that's one of the reasons for a drop off. But I had, but like, but it was uh, it was nice because I got to one of the reasons why I went to Mount Verde was because I wanted to play with some elite players and and and, and get better every day in practice. I couldn't do that in Atlanta. Right. And um and so and that's what it that's what it did and and so. Uh, you know, coming out of high school, I had a lot of I had a lot of options. I actually um I committed three times actually. So as a sophomore, I committed to Georgetown, okay. and then as a senior, I committed to uh, Florida when Coach Donovan was there. But at the end of my senior year, he left, and he went to the NBA. And so he went to Oklahoma City around that yeah. time. Yep, mm-hmm. he went to Oklahoma City in April. And then so and then I opened my recruitment back up and then I, I only took one visit to Washington because I knew that's where I wanted to be. And yeah, that's where I went. And then the story ends from there. But before you had left Atlanta, I did see that you were a part of 
the the Georgia Stars AAU for the Nike EYBL. What was that kind of what was your AAU experience like? And especially competing in the Nike EYBL, I know that's a big stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, what can you kind of look at it from back then to what it has grown up, grown into now? I mean, what what like seeing it kind of grow? Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. I, I it was you know, like when when like when I was in high school, it it was it was still relatively newer, but like it, it and it was you know it was the top top of the top top of everything but uh, i got to play in i played 17 you for two years so i played up when i was 16 yeah um so i got to so my first year i played a lot of guys that are in the nba that were or are in the nba like cliff alexander tyus jones jaleel okafor my teammate d'angelo russell um you know theo Pen- i played i played against you know all those that great year and so um and <clears throat> one thing um the game has changed a lot. That's for sure. That's one of the biggest things that I've noticed, especially in AAU, is is because when I when I was when I was younger, like you know, my my sophomore year, the highest scoring game was I think thirty. It was thirty, thirty or thirty one by Tyus Jones. That was the highest scoring game in EYBO. And in my 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 junior year, I want to say it was like. 50, 49 by I want to say like Malik Monk or like Jason Tatum, one of them. Right. And then and um and Jason Tatum had a game winner on us that year. It was crazy. I, I knew he was gonna be oh I knew he was gonna be like disgusting. Like oh, but uh <clears throat> but one of the things that I the, the game has changed. Like kids are a lot better at a way earlier age. A lot more skilled. They're shooting the ball. They're way more athletic. They run faster. They jump higher. And so the pace of the game has totally has totally shifted, like huge. That's 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 like one of the for me. That's like one of the biggest the biggest factors is just is just a, a higher scoring games. Not necessarily a lot of foul calls. Just the dudes are just way more athletic now. They can shoot a lot of threes and they can shoot it from a lot deeper. I do see that the game has kind of shifted a lot from the mid range more back then to what is now the three and how far you can shoot it from. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, but it, like, and like you said, you see a lot of starting out younger, playing just as soon as they can walk and dribble and everything like that, working on dribbling, working on handles and everything like that. And also it's just the impact of, uh, I mean, growing up at a time, social media hadn't really been much back, you know, it was still, it was still relevant, but it's not as big as what it was now with social media and everything like that. And I know that can be a game changer. Oh no, most oh, not a huge game changer. Now it reaches because anything you put out there can reach anybody in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so you made you made your decision. You go play for the Huskies in Washington. What was it like, kind of getting as a freshman? Your because you you were able to start your freshman year. What was that kind of feeling? Getting that immediate trust from the coaching staff saying, "Go out there, represent the Huskies." Um, it was, uh, uh, it meant a lot. It, it did. Um, you know, I was still young. I was 18. Um, uh, and, um, but w- one of the things is what it, one of the reasons why I went to Mount Verde was to be ready for that situation. You know what I mean? I, and so that's why it wasn't, um, I, I went through practices like how they practice. I, you know, the speed of the game was is as fast as it was type of thing. 
So it was a it was a it was a blessing to know that I did the right thing and go and went to uh, Montverde for two years and really learned how to play high level basketball, and then also just it's you know just me proving every day in practice that Koji I can do this like don't you know I know I'm young and everything but you know I can go in there I can really help us win games. And you played for. Two head, did you play for one head coach throughout your whole college career? No, no, I played for two. I did see that you that head coach Lorenzo Omar was there around the time that you were playing, and I did see that Mike Hopkins was there for I think your last two years. Yes, years. yes. Mm-hmm. So, what was kind of the different styles of their coaching um, between uh, Mr. Omar and then Mr. Hopkins? Uh, so, um, the biggest thing was, you know, Coach Hop came from Syracuse. And so, they're, um, like, he was a big money spender. Like, he was right. – I never got so much food, like, in my life. I, I always have food. I always, any time of the day, in my refrigerator, like, they – we had we got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, like that's one of the – yeah, like, like the, um, immediately, <laughs> like – he kept you well fed. Oh no, man! Like immediately, that was oh, like immediately, immediate change. And so a nigga, um, and oh my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Right. Um, but uh, and so uh, immediate change, and so um, and so that was that was that. But Coach Romar was a lot. He was old school. He was real old school. So we couldn't like, if our hair got to a certain length or uh, looked too bad, he made us cut it. We couldn't really have beards and mustaches or facial hair, um, um, and uh, if we cursed in practice, we'd have a up and up and down, up and back. And then uh, Coach Hot was more new school; it was a lot more new school with it when it came to stuff like that. He really wasn't, you know, he he really wasn't hard hard nose on on if you curse or not or stuff like that. He just wanted to make sure you did you got your job done and did it effectively. Were they were both coaches kind of? I know it's different styles, but we're both able to kind of. I know off on the court wise, two totally different dynamics, but off the court, were both coaches still able to kind of keep you guys, you know, aware? Like, hey, let's let's get our work done. Let's let's look out for each other and everything like that. Be safe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure. You know, with Coach Romar, Coach Romar had us on a on a uh, on a tighter on a way tighter lease. Right. So it, it, I mean, dudes were too tired. Dudes were really too tired to really do anything crazy. But once we got older, I mean, again, we we, we got older. So like, we probably would have done it anyway because we got older, you know. But we, didn't, I mean, but yeah, we we made sure everybody got their uh, everybody got their work done. We never got had anybody. Everybody graduated. Everybody was eligible. Like, <clears throat> it, it was pretty much the same messages. But you know, you know, but we with Coach Hop, he just didn't have us on like such a tight of a leash, right? And you know, some ways it it, it different coaches, different strokes for different coaches. And I know that you know one way is different than the other, but both lead to can lead to different results, good and bad. But it's good to hear that you know, even though both had different strategies, they both help. They both helped you along the way. No, yeah, most definitely. I learned. I, I mean, I, I from each coach, each, each, everybody's different. I took something from both of them. So yeah. right, and then when I looked at you, because you had graduated from Washington in 2018, 2019. Yeah, twenty nineteen. So what's so, and then a few years later, 
the NIL hits and college athletes right now are. I'm sick know. to my stomach, man. I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> and I can't even imagine the feeling that you have right now with the fact that, oh, if that they had just done it earlier. And what sticks is that colleges were making money off the athletes regardless. But what what would have been what? what would have been like to kind of get those opportunities while you were at school? And I know the PAC 12 at that time was still pretty big. Oh man. I mean, it can be a blessing and a curse at the same time, because the fact that you guys would have been making money, but at the same time, would it have affected, you know, how you treat the game and everything like that? I don't think that, I think it would have just been better just because we weren't a bit, I mean, like I said, we were all broke, but we, 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 we have fun, you know? Right, <laughs> we was all broke. We have fun, but man, it would have been it would have changed the game because we were uh, see, we were the last we were the last team that went to the NCAA tournament, um, at UW, um, and when we were the last time there, we, we my senior year, we almost, I think every game was sold out at home. Uh, junior year, you know, we beat what number number what number three Kansas, number nine nine Arizona at home. You guys went. Greek that year. Oh no, no, and we didn't make the tournament. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. Um, we lost. Yeah, the cow beat us. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, no, nah, it would have been. You know, every day I'm like, dang, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I can tell. Like when I talk to a lot of the older players, it's it's what could have been, but at least now, you know you're taking the advantage of overseas. And I do see that you are working with boosted biz, uh, with slogan. We only shop in the produce section. Mm-hmm. What, what was the slow, what was kind of the reason behind that? And I love it. We only shop in the produce section. What was kind of the inspiration behind that? Oh, uh, my coach, my coach, um, uh, <clears throat> my junior year, um, uh, my junior year was probably my best year of, uh, basketball ever, I guess. I was the first team all pack twelve that year. Right. My coach, my assistant coach, Coach Dollar. He's my I love him to death. Um <clears throat> he used to I've never had a coach be more on me to be great than him. And um <clears throat> and no matter how mad we got at each other, he was always my guy off off the off the uh off the court. And so he uh he used to tell me that all the time. Whenever, whenever I had an excuse for something or anything, he said, "Hey, no, where do we shop in the produce section? Man, get back on the line." <laughs> and he said, "All we care, all we care about is what you produce. That's all we care about." It's <laughs> a great, and that's a great story behind it, and just kind of inspiration to kind of keep moving, keep the work going. Like mm-hmm. work will produce results. Uh, and my last question to you is: What advice would you give? to the next generation of high school basketball players, up and coming basketball players wanting to play at the college level or even get that opportunity to play overseas. What would be your advice to them? Work hard and listen. Probably. Probably more so listen. Uh I I I listen. That's one thing I wish I did a little bit more of just because growing up and going through the whole process is listening to what everybody has to say. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably what I tell people. Well, thank you, Noah, for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to see more of what you're going to do up in Switzerland. And I wish you the best of luck moving forward, my man. It's been great having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, man. Have a great day. Um,
We'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. So stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Noah for taking the time to come on the show. Just kind of hearing a story in his time at Washington. And right now, he's overseas in Switzerland right now. Just kind of interesting on hearing him from the culture aspect of, you know, and also just he learned a lot growing up by visiting a lot of other countries Mm -hmm. and just kind of understanding cultures. So it's great to hear from him. And when talking with him, he was just about the whole NIL situation. Yeah. It's kind of a punch the gut nowadays because when you talk with is, old, when you talk with old players you they know, get that opportunity you man no it sucks because how much money they made for the school right and then they don't get to use their own name <laughs> there were so many games where the guys had their own big names in the games like reggie bush was yeah. like a big part of the ncaa football uh, franchise and you telling me that he couldn't get paid for it and they took stuff from him <laughs> Heisman and stuff. Give him a damn Heisman bag, man. But you guys can go check him out. Also check out his uh, brand with Boosted Biz. We only shop in the produce section, which I think is a great slogan. That is. We only shop in the produce section. So we're introducing a new segment for, we're going to see how it rolls, uh, called Drop the Ball. And it's mainly, you think of it like Shaq and a Fool, but we're only doing like one that kind of stands out throughout the throughout whole the week. Whole. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. I'm pretty sure the world has seen it. Duquesne was playing Loyola Chicago. I believe they were in Duquesne. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, an Uber Eats driver makes it onto the court. <laughs> and walk through, though. Know? <laughs> One, how did security not stop him? How do you get... How do you get through on the court? How do you get on the court? I mean, he walked through. He walked on the court right there. He's at the three-point line. Luckily, a security guard, he didn't tackle him, thank God. Right, But he politely moved aside. But he's still going, DoorDash, DoorDash, Uber Eats, DoorDash. I'm I'm like, like, how'd you let that happen? How are you? Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad for the guy. But it's like, one, who orders DoorDash to the basketball arena? (laughs) I'm wondering if it was a prank. I don't think it was. I think, well, actually, you know, it had to be. It had to have been. There's, ain't no way that he... Ain't no know, way. But the thing is, ain't no way he knew it. He didn't know a basketball game was going on and walk onto the court. There ain't <laughs> no way you could play that Dipsy. clueless. Yeah, that Dipsy. There's no way. That shit's funny, though. But it was it was just such an oddball thing to see because it's like, you thought you saw everything that could happen. You... Mm-hmm. I, I felt so bad for the guy because like we how still got we still so, got a lot more shit that we can we see. We still got a lot more, but it's like how do you miss that? Somebody's going to streak in the NBA one day. One day, somebody it will just, happen because we've already had people glue themselves to the floor, to the floor. chain themselves to, to the, the hoop. to the hoop, even try to run on the court. I I want to applaud that cop. She should be a nose tackle for when like I any say, team. When I say she tackled the hell out, of she <laughs> she was like that. And she was like no, and she don't was you do it. She, she don't you do the it. Protester was looking for. Her. She's looking at her like this. Right the whole time. She's at her like what's the next move? What's the next move? As and soon as, soon as, as she, she tried, up, as soon as she got up, she went tackled bam. the hell out of her. I'm talking about. I'm talking Ray like Lewis. this is Ray Lewis or Ed Reed <laughs> or Sean Ray. Taylor. She took a Sean Taylor oh down. God, yo. Lauren Taylor, Troy Palomala type. Oh, that was a girl. Troy Palomala. Yeah, Troy, Troy would dive over the line quick. So that she was technically went over the line yeah. too. She that shit was funny. Walked over. That's still classic. But that's our little, you know, drop the ball moment of the week. I think that was a 
that's a bad look for security. That's a bad look for. I think the refs should have really stopped that Definitely play. Security, yo. security really like, dropped the ball on that you one. Let him just walk straight through. And he, I, I just, it amazes me. It's like, like you got DoorDash. all these people standing around. McDonald's, it, it, it's McDonald's is, DoorDash. They got all these guys standing around the court looking at the people, right? Nobody but saw. But nobody him. saw this man walk straight through, walk, walk in, and just walk to the court. And he walked straight through. I, I, he's good. Whatever he did, he was good. Whatever he, how he did it, that's amazing. Right. He could rob a bank. He probably he get away with the shit. I was, oh, I thought it was, thought it was free money day. That's a, <laughs> it's a new day. You, you owe me money, right? Yeah. He goes to the IRS. I was to make a miracle for two seconds. You owe me money. You <laughs> probably could have. Yeah. Um, next up on the docket, uh, we do have all-star teams. The starters have been selected. For oh, Lord. I think, and to be honest, we were pretty close when I called it. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that I had not called was Donovan Mitchell. Uh, we can't pull it up because you know we're using the Wi-Fi for the oh, okay. for that. But I mean, it makes sense. LeBron and Giannis are the captains. I mean, why not? Did you hear about the new rule that they're implementing? No. The All Star, they're going with the same six, but. Okay. Like the same, you know, like start like same games and everything. Like that. But mm-hmm. you know how they're picking the um, the teams this year. Mm-mm. So they are picking the teams thirty minutes before the game starts. They're picking the teams thirty minutes. I think we talked about this last week. They're picking the teams right before the game starts. That. <laughs> I can see the shock and awe that's on yeah, your face. I right don't now. understand that. They're, they have the starters already lined up for both teams. It's picking the reserves. So they got the starters. They have the starters. And now they're picking the reserves. Yes. Because the start, which is different than last year because they picked their teams. The whole team. Yeah. Which I'm I mean, curious at, why at they... At the same ch- time as doing the starters. So why would they... Here's, here's the thing. I don't hate it, but it's not... But why 30 minutes why before 30 the game? Why 30 minutes before the game? Why 30... This is... You're now you're treating it like it's a pickup game, right? Like yeah. this is yo. The, you want to you yep. play? All right, we, come on, we, man. we need one. All right. And then what about you're that last person to get picked? Oh, oh my! Oh, God. I'm pissed. Oh, that's like that's they're like, going to be. Fucking, that's like let me the, tell you, you were at the playground back let in the me day. Tell you, you were the you, last. If I get on the court, kickball, I'm the last one picked. And oh, I get on the I'm court, not playing. Oh, I'm shooting every damn shot I took. They're going to be mad at me at the All-Star Pro. I am not passing the ball at all, bro. I I would be so pissed. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because they change it every year. Why? They're trying to appeal to the crowd, but it's like, you already disrespected us by trying to pick Looney as the question is, is it still East or West? It's still East versus West. But it's, you're picking the reserves for the East or the West. But it's like, Come on now, thirty minutes before, the, right before game time, you want to do that? You don't even. Then know. here's, then here, then here. No, 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 no. Oh, let's it, say that the person can't even play. I don't. That's... <laughs> let's say the, the person all of a sudden wake up in the morning, got out of the shower, bust his assets, and now he can't play. Yeah. So now, how they gonna call somebody? Hey, uh, you got thirty minutes to get to Utah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Okay, whatever, man. I guess. Here, here's here's the thing. Okay, NBA. I don't like it 
just because of the fact that they're changing too much. They're changing too much with the All-Star game. It's the same reason with, with, with the mid-change of the Pro Bowl. Right. It's not entertaining. You know, the only thing that they've probably gotten better at was the three-point contest mm-hmm. and the skills challenge. Bigs versus guards, that was actually decent. I like the, I like the skills challenge, though. The All-Star game is just... And of course, I think I think we all love adding, the three-point I think contest, adding yeah. the Elam ending was a little bit better for the All-Star game. They added the Elam yeah. ending. The dunk contest has kind of gotten downhill. I think our idea of TikTok of like pro yeah, dunkers, pro dunkers in, pro dunkers for cash prize should be it. Yeah, but bring the pro dunkers bring, in. Yo. Bring the pro dunkers in. Challenge I think this NBA I, dunkers. That, that shit would be, oh, that that would be, be the shit. Yeah. That would be great. Jordan Kilgannon versus. John Moran. Yeah, now I'm gonna tell you, Jordan and, and, and Zach going at it. I look at that shit. Yeah. Put Gordon in there. I definitely would look I at that. I would shit, watch, yo. yeah. Yeah. And then um here's what they definitely need to bring back. And kinda they need to bring back players just wearing their own team jerseys. Please. Because I'm, I'm, so, I'm tired listen. of these all-star jerseys. It's like, hey, no one's gonna buy those. Look. Nobody's gonna buy them first. Well, somebody will buy them. It, somebody will buy the jersey. It'd be, but I need those classic colors versus white jerseys. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Like have your 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 team jersey on. That shit was hot. Yeah. I used to love that, yo. Like you saw like the like like MJ had his jersey, Kobe had his jersey. Right. Grant Hill with the classic and sometimes, jersey. You know, not everybody knows some all of the NBA players. You know, if you don't really look at the NBA, you don't know who this guy is. So you just see him in the All-Star jersey. If you see what team he's on, then maybe then that might show somewhere. some interest. Of, you know what somewhere. I'm saying? Yeah. Might want you to look and see, hey, that oh, he's from my team. But it's just kind of crazy they're adding more and more stuff. It's they're trying to, you know, see what's hitting, but I think I think what you need to do, try hitting it with the classics. Try it. Try it. It can't hurt. You're all, you're not just appealing to a new crowd, but you're also trying to retain the old crowd. I yeah. think the next generation wants to see what they missed. Yeah, and with all the money generated, why don't you just have the East versus West, of course, blah, 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 and then have whoever wins that team gets oh, a hell of a money. Or at least... Or, you know, oh, yeah. What they Whoever with, wins, that team can get or, home, the or home that, court. That conference gets home court. That shit would be hot. I think for the for the finals, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely play hard Because baseball shit. does it for the World Series. Mm-hmm. You go... American League, National League, whoever wins gets home field advantage for the World Series. Right. Do the same thing with the... Do the same thing with the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Whichever conference wins that All-Star game mm-hmm. gets home court advantage for the finals. For the finals, yeah. Because that would make a lot of difference. That would make people play hard. They're going to play harder. Play harder, yeah. And then, like I said, even but, if it's a cash prize, because like I said, they're generating a lot of wealth off of this. If it's a cash prize, you know, have the team win a certain amount of money, they're going to play hard. They're, yeah. they're getting paid just to make the All-Star team. Absolutely. And then after they made the All-Star team, I mean, I guess it is like a little another cash prize they're getting but I'd rather you know equally all the way down well hey if we win because it would be better it would be it would actually like mean something like the whole and we've talked about this this the Pro Bowl is waste mm-hmm. it's a waste and they're not playing for nothing it's basically yeah. a free trip to Hawaii yep which 
Granted, I would take, I take two. it too. Yeah, I, would I would take, take it, it, but, we'll but take it. you know, it's it's basically like you're just playing dodgeball. Yeah, you know, I miss the, the, the games. You know, I remember the skill challenge they used to have with the football players. And that was decent. Yeah, with the quarterback, see yes. who throw the furthest and stuff like that. Yeah. I or would through bring a that target. shit back, yo. Please, that would be hot, The obstacle yo. course is okay, but I think you got to, you know... You just gotta kind of look back at what it what was popular. Yeah, they had and the strength contest, all yes. of that shit. I want that. Bring that back. Bring that back, cause it would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and you know, just kind of moving forward. Uh, big shout out to you know the brands that we've worked with, uh, with Boosted Biz, Kenichi Bear, Shop GLD, get your chase going, and we're continuing to grow. Like we. We're doing more on YouTube right now. Just check the numbers I like YouTube. for uh, a lot of the views. And just recently, like we've hit, we've at forty-eight subscribers. Mm-hmm. We're at twenty-five hundred hits. Yeah, so I, I was looking at twenty-five hundred <laughs> plays, and one of them was just well, on people we've had last year. Mm-hmm. So that was, and that was just a taste, guys. We're we're rolling right now. We yeah. got interviews with St. Francis next week. We've mm-hmm. got a couple of junior colleges couple weeks from now we're trying to get more you know it's we're small but you know we do this out of one bed like one bedroom but it's just True. it's you know it's a system it works it works like, where growth is where it's Gro- at growth is hey. um, yeah growth is where it's at yeah, i'm about to say growth is where it's at this this the that's the main thing is growing you know and i saw this quote and i saw it on tiktok but it was just kind of inspirational it's like if you don't have front row seats to my struggle, don't expect VIP seatings for my success. For your success. You're damn right. Because it's... If you're not worked, here... We've worked... For we, the, the, like, the seat for the struggle. If you didn't watch us for the first episode when it was... I didn't even edit. <laughs> right. And, I have, and I've been working, trying to just get content out there. Worked so hard to get interviews, times. I yeah, work... Dan work job. With, I work with other schedules. <laughs> like, honestly, guys, if I didn't... If I wasn't like... Sh- trying to just if i had some extra money then i definitely would be working more for this but right. it's like this is extra time that i have you know given and it's mm-hmm. a brand that you know i'm happy to have and it's you know and we work so hard and who knows who wants to pick this up true like, if I, like who knows like we're gonna try to do not just players we're gonna try to do coaches i've been trying to get i'm gonna try to see if i get more people i know i know it's it would just be the 757 area but Mm -hmm. 757 you guys is a very underappreciated area for basketball it is for both you know from middle school to high school like we just and i checked out the middle school games Mm -hmm. championship games middle school basketball i was there that was one of the and that was a big game. The thing is, these boys is playing like they playing like they already in high they school. They playing like they already in high school, <laughs> and it was crowded and it was live. It was live, and, and that's it, the thing. It, basketball is getting bigger out here. Yeah, a lot bigger than kind of what it used to be compared to you know. I think back is, in the day, but it's getting big. But it's getting big, guys. So you gotta watch out. We're gonna try to do more, and I'll try to reach out to you know more personalities that we could try to have on the show, but just. Keep showing support however you can. Just we're slowly growing, we're slowly getting better. Again, check us out on you can check it out on our logo. We got YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're here and we're growing out every day. Um, you can also check out we can get our merch line out there, get some great deals on 
headphones and jewelry, courtesy of both Kenichi Bear and Boosted Biz. And just have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. Uh, try not to do anything stupid, because, you know, that's a lot of us. Keyword is try. Keyword is try and Keyword safety. is trash. Keyword is trash. Yeah. That's, that's basically at the end of the day. Yeah, because um, also a lot of people going out to that new casino. Oh. It, it is nice. It, it is, is nice, nice, but be safe. Because be safe, because, you know, it does apply to all the rules of every casino. It also applies rules when you get out, when don't get robbed. Yeah. And don't brag about how much you want either. That, and, and don't, don't, you're going to be a little tipsy, so don't get out there driving wild, because no. they waiting. They, they are I, waiting I, down I, the I street, I thought about man. going this weekend to check it out. It's nice. I, have you been out there? Mm-hmm. Is it? I might even check it out. Like it's nice. Uh, I might check it out on Sunday. And I, you, you smell all types of smokes. Oh gosh, I can't even. Yeah, it's right all in the types. middle. It's right in the middle of P Town. Shout to P Town. All types. All types. You feel good while you're in there. Just I put think, it that way. A lot of people were worried about the security that happened. Is the security okay? Yeah, security. I mean, my thing is going in there. The security is fine. People but are in the parking lot. Because I haven't that's heard anything pro- wild or anything yet. like that. Yeah, but, yet, but I don't think they're gonna because there's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of security out there. Okay, so so it's not like I might you check just it out. I might check it go out, out there weekend. and just do whatever, whatever the hell you want. I might check but, it out this weekend. Yeah. see probably Saturday kind of twenty on. minute drive, yo. Yeah, it's not that far. You know well, what I'm saying? If you don't want to pay the toll, you can go around. Yeah. which probably will be me, but. Y'all have, everyone have a good weekend, especially if you were in the 757, you know, stay safe, stay warm, it's cold. Shout hey, out Hoop shout League. Out, shout out the, the Virginia Hoop League. <laughs> shout uh, out. They just finished season, session two. Session two. And same team won. Same uh, team shout won, out to, man. Shout out Barely, to, but Shout won. out to former uh, interviewee Tyree Golston. I know his team won. Yep. I, I, and I checked him out. He's loud when he's on the court. He's off the court. Quiet. He's I know. Quiet. <laughs> But shout out to him. But he well mannered, man. Your boy well is so mannered. so docile and aggressive at the same time. It's Absolutely. like, damn, how? <laughs> but have a great weekend, guys. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace. Peace.